course, uh, it's uh, Mitch from SportsChatPlace.com and PickDogs.com, live from the doghouse. Doing the NBA picks, NHL picks. We've got Major League Baseball today. We've got a full card of games. And, of course, we have Brian Bittler, Rod Zawacki, and Chris Ruffalo with me as well to go through and break down all the games. Tomorrow is the start of the NFL season. Boy, it just doesn't feel like NFL opening night, does it? It's just uh, just an odd thing. College football starts Saturday. I really like this college football card. I know that uh, you know my college. I've been off to a slow start in college football as far as my premium picks. My free picks have been knocking it out of the park in college football, but my premium picks have not quite been up to snuff. But I have to say. I love this weekend's card. I really, really like it. So uh, I'll have a bunch of premium picks in college football, and uh, we will get back to our winning ways. I see these are these are my teams, you know, the ones that are playing on this Saturday. So, uh, anyways, let's get into action. We will bring in uh, Brian Bittler and the Puck Dogs. Rod texting in lunch over there. Good morning. Can't hear Rod. Can't. Good morning, gentlemen. How about you, Chris? Can we hear you? Okay. Chris has got his uh, bitch voice on. Anyways. I'm excited. I'm excited about this weekend. There's a game or two that I'm zeroed in on for Saturday. Anyways. Got, um, you know, NBA going on tonight. I swept last night's card again. And, uh, you know, I've only had really one bad day since the NBA restart, and that was a couple days ago. Um, you know, but last night, easy money on the Lakers. I mean, it was uh, – they basically took the half the game off and still managed to win. We lost uh, Brian. Um, I don't know. What, no, we lost Rod. That's who we lost. Let me, get, let me set up another screen here because this is uh, a mess. Me, Rick, Chris, Brian, and we'll do. Anyways, guys, we'll just do it this way for now until Rod gets back, and uh, he'll let us know, and we'll just flip back to our other scene um, when he gets here. But um, obviously, some tech difficulties in uh, Alberta, but man, the Lakers—they kind of just. Uh, seemed to take the game off, and then when they needed to turn it on, they just uh, kind of turned it on there. Um, I thought the bench play from the Lakers was pretty much spot on and was the difference. Obviously, Rondo coming to life in the fourth quarter gave the, gave the Lakers that third guy that they've kind of been missing. Chris, any, uh, anything to say uh, in that one? No, I guess not. Brian? I'll say? tell you what, I'm, I'm ready to wave the white flag almost in the NBA. I mean, I got a good feeling about one game tonight, uh, but, man, I've just been swinging and missing, so I'm ready for college football to keep up what I did last year. Well, if you bought up my NBA package, you would have been in pretty good shape because I am number one on the NBA leaderboard. Um, not a spot where I've been all that often over the years, to be, to be honest, but um, – I don't know, something about this restart. It just, everything came crystal clear to me. Um, and it's been crystal clear. And, you know, I've had two games where I was really, maybe two games where I was really off. But i telling you, you know, watching the games and watching the pace and kind of ignoring a lot of that other outside noise, you know, 
has really served me well um, in the NBA. Kind of like a lot, a lot of times I do look at, you know, outside line movements and I look at where the public is and I look at, you know, all these different things. But with the NBA, I've just been watching all the games. And it, to me, it's just crystal clear when, you know, the teams, it's, it's been a limited, um, you know, it's, it's a limited pool. You know, and it's not the teams aren't traveling all over the place and back to back and the nights on the road and all these different what? other factors. And it's like so a lot of those other things go right out the window. And it's it's basically what you see is what you get. And it's made it for me crystal clear for other people. It's muddled it because this I mean, is not you, you're this. kicking ass. I mean, for me, that's what I do. Numbers, lines. I mean, I'm I'm just like lost out there, I guess, is, is what you could say. I'm just I'm mad at myself. And but, you know, I'm going to come back and get some winners and college football NFL but NBA's got me frustrated super frustrated we've got Rod back with us Rod we're just talking uh, about last night's NBA we didn't want to skip over any of the action without you so um, you know we're just talking about like you know the way the Lakers kind of just you know didn't do much and then they just uh, now we lost Pittler now we lost Chris man this is not our best show I'll tell you that much um Chris is now back. Let's see what we got. Um, got this one. All right. So we were just talking about how the Lakers really didn't do much last night, and then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they just flipped the switch, and it was easy. And that, you know, the NBA in the bubble has been just a different NBA than we're used to seeing, and a lot of those numbers and trends and, you know, stats and all that other stuff kind of go out the window because we're just limited. It's been a limited pool of teams in one specific sealed environment and it takes the home crowd it takes altitude it takes all those crazy things that we see in the nba out of the equation so it's been for me it's made it you know super easy because i'm a game watcher and uh you know i mean if i i could say you know if i could hit um you know 65 percent winners <laughs> in every sport <laughs> You know, that would be uh, kind of, I would, I would kind of pack it in at that point. If I had a year where I went 65% plus across the board in, in all the major sports, I would walk. You know, I would say, I'd, get, I'd kind of leave and I'm out, right? I'd be like, I'd be done. But, I think the books would have a trouble keeping the doors open if it was uh, progressed like it has in the NBA. I mean, uh, yeah, why? I, I mean, the public was all over the Rockets last night. They just uh, I just crushed. That, but I, I'd say it was about 50-50. No, they're, but, they're all yeah. over the Rockets. All, all, all over the Rockets. LeBron's never a, a player on a team that, that people aren't betting on. Uh, they're always a heavily bet. The Lakers are always heavily bet. So, I don't know. I think it was about 50-50. What numbers I was looking at. It's not, it's not what I saw, but... Um, I lost. I think I think it was between fifty and sixty percent of the money was on uh, Houston last night. I yeah, think. that's what I thought. Close to sixty. Yeah, close to sixty. How Vegas paying you with those horrible picks? I don't know. The sixty-five percent I've gone in NBA. I have no idea. I love I love these comments. You know, it's like let's just make a random bullshit guess with no picture and no accountability, and we'll just act like we're God. You know, it's like. The numbers um, say that you're an idiot, Roderick Kemp. Let's find your Facebook profile and see your ugly baby mama. Show it to everybody. Probably got some ugly-ass kids, too. Anyways, um, speaking of ugly-ass, Chris, you got your mic fixed? It's working now. 
little bit better. Not not quite up to snuff. Say this. I've been playing with it since we went on the air. You find Roderick Kemp. He's not a troll. He's just a moron. He's too stupid to be a troll. Um, actually, I was looking at a place in Tahoe, so possibly getting a uh, a summer place in Tahoe, which most people would go there for the winter. But I don't like snow. But really, really <laughs> like Tahoe. All right. Well, let's just get to today's M- uh, NBA and see if we can get the crowd rolling here. I know that um, everyone wants me to shut up and give out picks. And so I usually, when I get those comments, I just add another extra minute or two of talk. Um, we've got the Celtics up against the Raptors. The world on the Celtics here for good reason. It's all over. Um, it's, it's, say, hasta la vista, Raptors. Brian, what do you think? <laughs> Man, asking me, guys, you just take the opposite of what I'm taking. Oh, that's, what under, been, that's what I've been doing. But <laughs> the under has cashed seven times in a row when these two teams have met up. I'm definitely going to be going under. And I'm going to put 50 bucks on the Raptors. I can't believe that they're going to just check out like that. This is a proud team, well-coached. Seriously. Uh, so I hope it's a close game, and I think it goes down to the bottom. <laughs> Anyways, Chris... You better have that sound effect queued up back to back. I'm gonna take the Raptors on the money line here. I think. Uh... <laughs> Imagination. No, I think. Uh, I th- I just think the Raptors. I-, I had this series going seven from the beginning. Whether the Raptors win or lose, I I, I think this one. I think the Raptors win this one in force game seven. I think when the balls came bouncing off the hoops and you saw the Celtics going like five feet over the top and slamming them down in the Raptors' face, it kind of was like, I think we're done with you guys. <laughs> Rod? For me, um, no Serge Ibaka, no chance. Who's going to step up for Serge? I don't see anybody in there. Take Boston. I mean, this series is done. Yeah, it's Imagine if they had Haywood. Yeah. Anyways, we got the uh, Clippers against the Nuggets. We saw that same lazy-ass Clipper defense that we've seen all season long. Uh, last game out, just had no answers for the Nuggets shooting. Yeah, they got the win, but it was, uh, you know, kind of just they never really had a big lead the entire game in that one and uh, never were really covering and, you know, really not a lot of answers for uh, for the Joker, you know, and he was playing with half a hand in that one. So um, you can only imagine, you know, as he gets a little bit healthier, what things are going to look like there. He said at the beginning of the season, I thought Denver was a team that could really shake things up. And I, you know, throughout, my, if you go look at my Denver videos, and I'm not saying, you know, spend the day looking at my Denver NBA videos from the year. But if you look at my Denver NBA videos from the year, I, I kind of was disappointed when they didn't play well. And I would say this is a team that I had scheduled to, you know, possibly pull an upset in the playoffs and, and move on or whatever. But I just think that what we saw last time from Denver in that cover, and Brian always talks about numbers and, you know, statistics and everything. If you had Denver last game and I didn't, that's the sharpest pick I've seen in the entire NBA season. Not even, not even just the restart, just from start to bottom. If you had Denver last game, that was the sharpest pick I've seen in a long time because I'll tell you, the Clippers never got close to covering. They won the game and still never got close to covering 
in that game. These lines have been crazy in this series, and the only game that we saw was the one where Denver was flat on their ass in game one, and I like the Clippers in that one. But um, the Nuggets really showing who's boss in this one. Um, I mean, they have so many options. And I know that, you know, the the Clippers on the high end have Kawhi and uh, Paul George, but, um, you know, and Lou, you know, in the fourth quarter. But, you know, it's – it. Denver has some guys that can – they have answers, you know. They have answers. And um, that's why this is a great series. I could see this one going seven. I'll tell you what. Please, tell, please, please tell me you're on the Clippers. Well, I, I have a premium play on the side there, so I can't go into it. But 39 and 18, last 57, it's going under when these two teams have met up. So I'm going to go 50 bucks on the under here. Uh, contested. I think Clippers maybe play some defense here. It goes under. They haven't played defense all season. Chris? Yeah, I'm on the Nuggets. I think we have another close game on our hands if the Nuggets don't win this one outright. So give me a Denver. Yeah, I think I think you know Nuggets outright for me, Rod. Rod. For me in this one, um, I'm gonna take the over two twenty. Uh, I think we see some points. All right, we go to uh, Major League Baseball. Afternoon baseball in Detroit. Ooh, it's gonna be a good time in the Motor City. Matthew Boyd on the mound up against Corbin Burns. Oh, man, the Tigers really beat up on the Brewers last night. This Brewers team, this has got to be one of the biggest disappointments out there. Um, well, they're not the biggest the angels. I mean, clearly are the biggest disappointment, but the Brewers are up there. And they're in the discussion, but the Yankees, the Angels, um, Reds. Anyways, Matthew Boyd against Corbin Burns. I like the Tigers in the early game. Brian. I think most of us were on a consensus with the Tigers yesterday as a good dog play, but today I'm going to lean towards the over. I think we see a lot of runs scored. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the over as well. I, I, I think we see double-digit runs in this one. Well, here's here's good news for you Raptors backers. It's the lock of death. Safest bet. <laughs> the safest bet. Celtics money line. Yeah, laying odds is always the safest bet. It's like it's, it's, it's not the safest bet. Laying odds is stupid. If you think they're not going to cover the point spread, then you take the other team. Betting is all about money management. You can have a losing record and still make money if you bet it correctly. You cannot. You can have a winning record and still lose money if you bet it incorrectly. Betting money line favorites is is a good way. To go broke, it's a very good I mean, way to lose you your entire. Like bet. Minus one fifty. Oh, with the if you That's if all. you bet money line favorites last night, you probably lost your entire bankroll or most of it in Major League Baseball. I mean, White Sox way public public play. Uh, you know, Brewers, Indians, right? I mean, you got cracked. Favorite. I think some of our free pick dogs were much. Uh, some had some good free pick dogs yesterday. On yeah, there. I think my parlay almost hit. Right, I had Tigers alternate, uh, Rangers alternate, and uh, Marlins alternate. I think that was hit. Right, my uh, my parlay reverse run lines on all those games. Anyways, we got um, Chris Tigers Brewers. 
Yeah, give me the over here. Uh, I think we double digits. I agree with Chris. Uh, give me the over. I'm going to see lots of runs here today. Yeah, this is, see, so this guy, you guys need to just pick and go for real. See, what you should do then is you should just go to the website and read the picks there, or you can buy our premium picks, and then you can just read them as fast as you want. That, that's your answer. Anyways, um, we've got the Royals and the Indians, Carlos Carrasco up against uh, Danny Duffy. I know Rod's a big Duffy guy. Um Brian? Slightly into the Indians minus one and a half. I'm not a big Carrasco guy, but uh, if I had to bet the game, I would lay the run and a half here. How about you, Chris? Give me the Royals plus the one and a half. I think this is a one-run game. God's chewing his gum on the show. We got... uh... (laughs) Give me the Indians. Run line. There we go. <laughs> I was listening. Sorry. It's He's eating right. his breakfast sausage. It's whatever, man. <laughs> Got uh, I like I like the I like the Indians in this one. Carrasco, he's like murder incorporated against the American League Central against everybody else. Eh. Got Dunning against Brubaker in uh, Pittsburgh after the White Sox blow the lead and then lose the game. It what a mess that was. That was like. The White Sox that I know, you know, <laughs> that was my White Sox last night. Um, Brubaker has been pretty good. Dunning, I think, has not been. I think he's he's a guy to look for to the future, but I don't think the present has been all that bright. Where he's minus one seventy five, but you know, the Pirates have not been stringing together wins, and the White Sox have not been stringing together losses. Brian, I'm gonna take a shot here at the Pirates uh, for a small twenty five fifty dollar bet somewhere in there. I think the Pirates nice plus money here at home. My parlay on uh, pick dogs on the front of, of pick dogs hit yesterday. It definitely hit the one that the one that I do the daily video, that one hit for sure. And the dog of the day hit Lance Lynn. Um, how about you, Chris? Yeah, I'll lean towards the Pirates here. How about you, Rod? Uh, I'll take the White Sox in the run line. Bounce back after their loss yesterday. They're not going to lose twice to the Pirates. Got the uh, Blue Jays and the Yankees. Tanner Roark against Debbie Garcia. And the Yankees now 500 team. Two and eight in their last 10 games. Uh, really, uh, this the wheels are off the cart. Uh, something's wrong in the world today. I'm going to lean towards the Yankees. I mean, this team's got to start winning sometime. The pre- this is probably their better young pitcher. Uh, uh, he's shown some flashes. So I'm going to lean towards the Yankees before I cut away for two minutes. And I think they get it done. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, if you send me your name, address, and shirt size, I'll mail you a T-shirt just like the one I'm wearing. Chris, who do you like here in the Yankees? Um Yankees, Blue Jays game. They gave me the over. No one's like the over here. I think we see a high scoring game. Yeah, I agree with Chris. Give me the over. Uh, I mean, there's dogs on this under. Give me the over. 
I really like the Yankees here. I mean, the uh, Blue Jays here. The Yankees are just terrible. There's no reason to go on them. It has little to do with the the pitching staff has been terrible. Um, but um, on top of that, the uh, the bats have been even worse. Gary Sanchez, the drop foul ball yesterday. Uh, I mean, just misery in the field, and he's been even worse at the plate. I think he's batting about 120. Um, I think that's part of the problem. And I think, you know, the other guy's just simply not hitting. And, uh, you know, I think today we see a lot more hits and a lot more runs. I know the Yankees are high on Garcia, but minus 140 on a team that's 2-8 and eight in their last 10 on the road in Toronto where the Jays are, uh, well, on the road in Buffalo where the Jays have been playing pretty well. You want to have your young pitcher who went, you know, this is this is what the superstar looks like, right? This is what your guy, your guy, right, that, that everyone's excited about and who's favored here in Toronto, a team that's bludgeoned you, right? Um, well, they didn't bludgeon you, but they beat you, right, the last couple of games. The first night they bludgeoned you, right? And then this, then last night they just, they, they beat you in the low-scoring game. So they beat you in the big-scoring game. They beat you in the low-scoring game. So this is what you're going to wheel out, and here's what, you know, here's what the big favorite is, the minus 140. 4.2 innings, five hits, four runs, four earned, six strikeouts, two walks, and a dinger. 95 pitches in 4.2 innings. You're going to lay minus 140 on the road and a team in a tailspin? I don't think so. <laughs> that sounds like bad money. I'm going with spread knowledge on this one. Blue Jays plus 120. We got Rick Porcello against George Lopez, Jorge Lopez, the uh, comedian. Either. The Orioles pitcher, one in the same. I've never seen them both in the same place at the same time. That's for sure. Um, Brian got uh, Rick Porcello on the mound here. I don't know if he can hear me. Yeah, he's got his headphones in. Brian, uh, Rick, now he can't hear you, but we got um, Rick Porcello and George Lopez. Not sure if he's the same guy as the comedian. We've No one here has seen them in this, both in the same place at the same time. So, um, do you think it's the same guy, and do you, uh, who do you like here? Oh, I don't think it's the same guy, but I like the plus money. I'm gonna, uh, I, I gotta take the Baltimore. I could never lay this juice with Porcello. Never, huh? Lean to the Orioles. I'll take the under. I think, uh, I think Porcello and Lopez both show up here and give us a good start from both. So give me the under right now. I'll, I'll take the Orioles here. Give me the Orioles. I'm, I'm not taking no Porcello. No. No thanks. Yeah, I'd like the over. Um, we saw a ton of runs yesterday, and I think we see a ton today. Got the uh, Marlins up against the Braves. Now, you know, don't look now, but the Marlins have now won the first two games of this series. Six, though, was... Uh, all over the Braves yesterday in the Marlins bats. Now the game over 500, uh, the Braves 24 and 18. So they have, they're, they're tied in the loss column, but the Braves have the five games in hand in the win column on them. So this is actually a really big game. I mean, it's like, it's hard to like say, but it's like, you know, we're 19 and 18. The Marlins are um, 37 games into the season. So that puts them 23 games left, but this will knock them instead of having to go five and oh, they can, you know, four and one in those additional five. While the Braves, 
you know, have uh, 24 and 18. That puts them at 42 games in. That gives them only 18 games left. If this was a normal baseball season, people would be saying this is, you know, we'd be seeing the check marks and the X's and, uh, you know, the whole thing at, by this point, right? Magic numbers. But uh, this year, it's like who even knows what the playoffs, you know, I, I, I do this for a living, and I can't even tell you what the playoffs even look like and when they're supposed to start. I'm going to guess both these teams are going to be in it. Brian? Yeah, we, I think we all liked the Marlins yesterday with six toe on the mound. And today, uh, Pablo Lopez, not a bad pitcher at all. Uh, I'm going to take the plus money Marlins. Yeah, I'm on the Marlins as well. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not a Tommy Malone fan. So I think the Marlins know what's uh, at stake here. Give me Miami. Not a Tommy Malone fan, but I could be. I could be. <laughs> Uh, give me the Braves here. I'll take the Braves to bounce back and get a win here today. I'm not going on the Braves until they show me something, and they haven't shown me nothing in this series, and I don't think Tommy Malone is the stopper. I'll tell you what's the bad idea was um, Kyle Wright. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. I mean, I still can't get over it. I feel insulted to Kyle Wright out there. It's an insult to all of us. Someone is calling somebody. Hmm. Thanks, Kyle, Co- Kyle Cody again. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm not going to say. <laughs> Kyle Cody against Julio Terran in Texas. Uh, Brian loves his angels. And here they are at minus 126 and 14 on the road. That puts you at about a 30% winning percentage on the road this season. Yet still favored with Julio Terran. I know Chris just uh, one of his guys that he sees him out there. He doesn't care who's pitching against him. It's like, bring out Cashner, man. I don't even care. I'm still I'm still going against uh, Terran. Um, Brian? Battle of crappy pitchers here. I'm going to lean towards the over. I think we see some runs scored. Chris, uh, little Angels action for you. Tehran, nine games <laughs> under. No chance. Give me, give me, give me Texas. Cody, he hasn't pitched much, but he hasn't given up an, uh, an earned run in four appearances this season. He's gone at least three innings in each of the last two. So I think if you can uh, put a few forward here, I think you can uh, help the Rangers get a win here. How about you, Rod? I'll, I'll, I'll take the under nine and a half. Uh, I think we we get under that number today. Maybe tomorrow we'll switch the rotation around. I was We talked about it, um, switching the rotation, um, putting Rod first. Wow, thank you for the uh, super chat. Um, be sure to send me your name, address, and shirt size. I'll send you a T-shirt, just like the one that I'm wearing. Got... Um, Senzatella up against Zach Davies. Man, this has been a uh, hitter's series. Um, Padres against the Rockies. 28%. Brian, I know you love the numbers. 28% on Senzatella here. Uh, I like the Rockies here. Lots of value. Uh, It's hard for me to go against this type of value, even though they're on the road. Give me 50 bucks, Rockies. Money line. How about... uh, how about you, Chris? Give me the under here. I think we see a pitcher's duel. How about you, Rod? Uh, give me the over. I think they just keep on hitting. 
All right. I like uh, I like the over as well. We got the Chicago Cubs up against the Reds. You Darvish, no longer you garbage, man. This guy is on fire. Cy Young candidate. Total set at six and a half at Wrigley Field, man. Six and a half is uh this is like the NHL. This is like uh this is like we saw NHL we saw NHL totals uh higher than this. Um Brian, what do you think? Hey, Hugh Money is a good name for him. I think both pitchers go seven strong innings. I think it still dips under that low number. Give me the under. How about you, uh, Chris? Yeah, I'll take the under as well. We've seen this. We saw the series go under yesterday with far less uh, quality pitching. So I'll take the under. Wow. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Give me the under. Well, wow, thank you for the super chat. Much appreciated. On a t-shirt, send us the info. Just like the ones that I wear. And I think Brian's wearing one today, too. Yes. It's the, uh, we got, Brian's the, uh, he's the dad bod version. I'm the, uh, I'm the old man version. I gotta say, man, I'm, Old and crappy. You forgot the crap. I am. I am crappy. I was in the studio <laughs> yesterday. I was in the studio yesterday. I did. We do the the hockey video right after the show, and then I was in here until dinner time for me, and it was a crazy one. I did all the NFL. I did all the college football, and I'll all be up this weekend, except for the games that are tomorrow. Those will be up tonight. The uh, Miami UAB and Chiefs Texans. We got football tomorrow. I, I got my NFL up and ready. So, C A N E S Canes. I'm so excited for Miami this year. Oh my God, are they going to be good? Going to be like, you know, we talked about NFL yesterday, like the surprise teams and stuff. College football is going to be Miami. And I know it. You know, it's like I'm a Canes fan. And it's like the year where they came out of nowhere a few years ago, I called it all the way. That was that, that, that one where I had, um, you know, where I was in Vegas. And I had that stack of money, you know, from betting it all in Miami on the money line against Notre Dame. This is that type of year for the Canes. This you don't is... think their offense comes out a little slow against UAB, maybe? Oh, yeah. De'Eric King is really known for a I'm slow not, I mean, He's a stud. He's I mean, no oh, stud, yeah, because, I mean, because Miami never has NFL talent at the skill positions. It's just the quarterback that's held them back. Look at, the wide, look at every NFL team. They have a Miami running back and a Miami wide receiver. They're going to score 1,000 points this year. They're going to score 1,000. This is going to be one of the best offensive years Miami's ever had. They are stacked. They're stacked. Lorenzo Ledger had to transfer. That's how stacked they are. <laughs> if you look at Miami's running backs throughout, from going all the way back to, 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 to 1995, right? So going back 25 years. Okay, look at every running back on the roster in the last 25 years. They've all been in the NFL. Almost every single one that's, that's hit the field has made the NFL. Every single one of them. So it's like you look at like the the you know three four deep in the Miami backfields at times, right? And you just and you're just like, oh my god, you know? How do you have a team that has you know Edron James, Clinton Portis, and Frank Gore all in the same backfield? How does that happen? You know, because nobody, you know, because they grow them on trees down there. <laughs> That's why, <laughs> because they just play a different game. 
You know, how do you have, you know, how, how do you have wide receivers like that? You know, how does, how do guys, you know, that don't even get drafted ended up being superstars in the NFL out of Miami because they run four, three forties and they don't go to Alabama. That's why, you know, you'll see. I would not worry about the Miami offense, uh, slowing down at have all. they been practicing? Have they been practicing on normal schedule? Yeah, De'Ara King threw in the in the scrimmage. He threw for nine touchdown passes. Wow! Yeah, like a Miami record. He's 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 the real deal. Miami hasn't had a quarterback. It used to be quarterback you, and they haven't had one in a very long time. I'm really, really, really excited about it. The guy who started last year, quarterback, transferred. Anyways, back to uh, I get, I could talk Canes football all day. Maybe I should put my jerseys up tomorrow. You know, for my Canes jersey, I have my Andre Johnson and my Ray Lewis, and uh, got my Edrin James, and I got all my you know I got all my jerseys. My Ray. Ray. I just wish my I wish Miami and Notre Dame were playing this year. My fifty-two uh, Ray Lewis is my pride and joy, man. That's like you know that's that's my one. That's the one. You know, got the Ray Lewis fifty-two jersey. Sick. <laughs> that was sick team. Played behind Sap. You know, it's like got Sap, Ray Lewis. It's like a bad day at the office for the opposition. I've been a Canes fan my whole life. It's like I was at the Emmett Smith game when he got six yards against them, the Marshall Falk negative four yard game against them. Oh man, those were the days. Anyways, Luis Garcia and Jesus Elardo. Luzardo on the mound here <laughs> as Oakland takes on Houston. Love my Canes. Love them. I, if, if people ask me, like, what's your favorite team? Miami Hurricanes. It's like, it's not even close. You know, it's like any sport, anything, whatever. Miami Hurricanes. In that Oakland uh, Astros game, I see it going under the total. I see uh, Lazardo having his best performance of the year. Uh, so give me the under here. How about you, Chris? Yeah, give me the under as well. I think it's a 5 3 game. Rod? Give me the over. Uh, I think we see some runs here uh, between Houston and Oakland today. I'm on the over as well. Uh, I like. I think Lazardo just gets bombed every single time. This guy's like so overrated. He's always like a minus one seventy five guy that gets tagged, and like you know, it's like you can't take Houston, but at the same time, you know, We've got the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw's minus two eighty. Your square play of the day. I don't even see any other way to play this thing. Brian? Yeah, you got to go Diamondbacks or just not bet the game at all. I mean, uh, it's just too much value here on Arizona and none with Kershaw and the Dodgers, so lean to Arizona. How about, uh, how about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm the roundest square you'll ever see. I'm going to go Kershaw minus, with, and the Dodgers minus two and a half. I think, uh, See vintage Kershaw once again, and I think the Dodgers uh, keep the runs for the Diamondbacks to the minimum here. So I'll take the Dodgers minus two and a half. Uh, give me the give me the over here. The Dodgers might be able to get to that number themselves. Give me the over nine. 
God, I'm look. I'm I'm looking at the Miami offense here. <laughs> it's like, how could it? I mean, if this offense starts slow, then it's going to be a very, very long, disappointing season. I mean, Brevin Jordan is probably a top five NFL draft choice at tight end. Cameron Harris is runs like a four two forty at running back. Mike Harley was like a top wide receiver out of high school. Mark Pope, same thing, and uh, D Wiggins. I mean, everyone knows that, right? And so it's like. They're stacked. Stacked. It's always it's always comes down to the offensive line for them. That's what it always is. But now you got a quarterback that can run. That's a different story. Seattle against the Giants. Uh, Tyler Anderson and Nick Margavicious. Man, these Giants are pretty good, right? I mean, seven and three in the last ten, and the Mariners seven and three in the last ten. These are two great money teams. It makes it hard for me, right? Because I like both of them. Been on both of them plenty. Lost with a small play on the Mariners yesterday, but I'm right back to them. I think the values here with Seattle is tough for me to lay uh, that kind of juice with the Giants. Not that it's super juice, but it's a little bit too much that I want to lay. You know, take Seattle as well. I, I like Margavicious, and I think uh, Seattle has a chance here. So give me uh, the Mariners. How about you, Rod? Uh, I'll take the over nine. Well, I think we definitely see some runs here. Man, am I excited for this Miami game? Just looking up and down the roster. <laughs> I'm just so excited. It's like we're gonna be good. Everyone's like, "Oh, Louisville's probably a good chance to make the make the championship this year." I'm gonna smack them. Well, Miami does have Louisville on deck next week, so you know that's a possible look ahead for Miami. Believe me, Manny Diaz doesn't look ahead. <laughs> Trust me on that one. Manny Diaz is a Miami guy like me. He's like through and through, and it's like he understands the culture. And it's like it's us against the world every Saturday, and he knows it. You know, it's like he he grew up with it. He lived it just like I did. You know, so he, it's a different. Miami fans are a little different than other other college football team fans. They're just a little different. You know. And uh, we know that, you know, it's because they, they, our team was never respected like the Alabamas and the Oklahomas and the USC's and that. So we had to kind of prove our way into there. So when we had the opportunities to play those teams, the Canes beat them down. And then they, then what did happen when that happened? Instead of like, you know, saying, wow, you know, you guys really slaughtered us. They said, you guys ran up the score on us. And they cried. Right? Remember the, the Notre Dame game when the players were crying on the sideline? That was the best. Up 55-6. to six, Miami blocked the punt with a minute and a half left to go in the game and ran in for a touchdown. They ran up the score on us. And Jimmy Johnson was like, tell your guys to try a little harder. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Tell my guys that practiced all week not to try? I mean, we, don't, we only get a chance to put in the fourth string every so often. Anyways, speaking of fourth string... Got NHL. <laughs> Chris is looking at Mitch like he wants to call him a weirdo. Do you want to call me a weirdo, Chris? You can. I don't no, know. <laughs> I was looking for something else that was said earlier, but not for. I don't remember. I don't remember what was said, but uh, I know the look that someone was talking about. All right. We did Reds Cubs. All uh, right, we got NHL, Tampa Bay Lightning 
against the uh, New York Islanders. World on the Lightning. And, uh, you know, we did our Lightning video yesterday. 69% on the Tampa Bay Lightning, yet the line drops five bucks. Brian? I'll tell you what, I, I think the Lightning are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's no, no mystery, but I think this series gets stretched out a little bit. I'll take the Islanders and the plus money. There it is. If you're from South Florida, you get used to seeing big-time athletes before they make it. That is exactly the truth, you know? It's like... What most of those other big-time schools, um, what most of the people that, um, you know, follow those other big-time schools, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the, you know, those teams, they don't realize that their superstar players all come from Miami. So it's like, you know, you kind of you grow up with it, that half the NFL comes from, you know, within a 20-mile radius. Chris? Yeah, I said I'm not going to waver here. I think uh, until the Islanders show me something, that eight two drubbing stuck in my head. I'll take the the lightning on the puck line. How about you, Rod? Uh, I'm going to take the over here. Uh, we saw an eight two drubbing. I don't I don't see that stopping here. I think we see some more goals. Give me the over five and a half. All right. Well, covered all of today's card. Let's do what we did yesterday. Do a little bit of NFL talk at the you know to to wrap it up. Um, covered a few divisions yesterday. Brian, who do you think, you know, you're a fantasy player, so who is your fantasy sleeper this year? Who's your guy? Boy, he caught me off guard here. My fantasy sleeper, I think it's Kyler Murray. I don't know if that's a sleeper, but as far as quarterbacks go, he's a guy you can get uh, midway down on the draft. And I think Kyler Murray's set to have a real breakout year with some of the weapons he has now in Arizona. Not so sure he's a sleeper. I think he's kind of a guy yeah. that everybody's drafting. You know, he's going to get drafted at some point. He's not like a first guy, but he's definitely, I'm sure he's drafted in fantasy drafts. I don't even play fantasy. I'm going to guess that is. I think a guy like Haskins, you know, to me, is the sleeper, right? I mean, that's the guy that everybody's yeah. going right? what I've seen Haskins on the field, he just doesn't, uh, doesn't do it for me. Believe me, he's. I, I, don't, I don't like his release. I, uh, all, all I know is the guy's won everywhere that he's been. And, um, you know, the, the thing about Haskins is that, you know, he had nothing to work with last season. Absolutely zero. They gave him, you know, a 45-year-old running back to, to lighten the load off of him. I think this guy's going to be good. I definitely think the Redskins are a great value bet, you know, early on. Ryan, it's, it's Washington football team. We are not allowed to Washington. say that. We're not allowed to say that other word. It's politically incorrect, even though we all have said it 10,000 times. <laughs> I'm just so used to being a fan of football for so long. It just comes that one's for, That's one of the words that if you said it in the past, that one's forgiven. All the other stuff, no. It's like, here's the list. It's like, if you said this in the past, it's you can't say it anymore, but it's okay if you said it in the past. And then there's the list of the other words that if you said it in the past, it's, it's well, forget it, right? It's like... Kind of like the George Carlin, the uh, the words you can't say on TV. <laughs> the seven, the seven words. <laughs> that's, I love that bit. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's of all the comedy bits. That's still, I mean, it's you know all these years. That one has really held up the test of time. <laughs> uh, Chris, who's your uh, 
Who's going to be the biggest flop out there this year? What, what, what player? What team? God, um, I'm still going to go with the New York Giants. I, I, I think that Daniel Jones is is god awful, and I don't think there's going to be much of an improvement. I think he's still going to regress. I think the Giants are still going to finish at the bottom of that division. <clears throat> there's going to be a lot more questions of why he was selected as high as he was. Um. I don't think there's anybody else I could think that's going to be maybe a bust. I think Rob Gronkowski um, for me. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think it's because he doesn't have the talent and he's not. A, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. I just think he left the game for all the right reasons, and it was that he was done playing, and it was because he was done playing because the game had had done damage to him. And this guy is built like. I mean, I mean, there's probably not too many players in better shape than this guy. You know, and it's like, you know, he's a clown and all those other things. You can say whatever you want about it. You can like him, not like him, any of those different things. But, you know, on the football field and, you know, in the gym and all those different things, you know, when it came time for business, this guy was all business, right? I mean, it's like off the field. (laughs) It's Belichick was always like, do you really do that? You know, but on the field, I mean, all business. Um, You know, like I said, I'm a Dolphin guy and it's like I'm saying first ballot Hall of Famer unanimous selection, you know, for, for him. But um, I just think the injuries, you know, over the years and, you know, even with the time off, I just think it's too much, you know, and I think the expectations being placed to him, Tampa does have a lot of tight ends. So I could see him if they use him as a role player, but that's not him. You know, he's not a role player guy, you know, and it's, I think, you know, I think the expectations are just too high for him. I think he's, I think he's not going to see the action to put up numbers that people, that you would normally expect from a Gronkowski, even with Brady as quarterback. I think they're going to move more with the younger guys there, and they have a ton of them, right? So they have the most tight ends of any roster. Uh, uh, just to jump in, I think you see Terry McLaurin of the Redskins really have a breakout year. Maybe that's somebody you can pick up in your fantasy draft a little bit later on. I like Terry McLaurin. Rod, who's the team that didn't make the playoffs last year that makes the playoffs this year in the expanded playoffs? Um, Detroit. I bashed them enough last year, and they got some running backs. Uh, give me Detroit. They didn't make the playoffs. Maybe they sneak in there. I Green thought, Bay didn't do anything. Didn't they take the running back you didn't that you thought was terrible? That I didn't like? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, the more I look... Detroit, Detroit sleeper. They're quiet. Nobody's. I think they got a chance to make playoffs in that division. I think it's going to be the Miami Dolphins as the team that didn't make the playoffs last year that makes the playoffs this year. I think like with Brian Flores as as the head coach. I think when you have a young younger team and kind of a piecemeal team like that, and a team that kind of just Brian Flores is like from the Bill Belichick school of putting the right guys in the right position. You know, not just putting guys in the right position, but putting the right guys in the right position, the right pieces of the puzzle in the right places, and just having them perform, you know, what they need to do to make the play successful, to do their job, right? It's the do their do your job thing. And I think Flores brought that to Miami. We started to see it at the end of last season. And I think when you do that, you don't need to have a roster full of, you know, $40 million players. You know, you just need guys that can do those roles. And I think the Dolphins have done that. I think when you, when you have guys that are doing their job, 
you turn the ball over a lot less. And that game, like, where they got absolutely shellacked by the Ravens, a lot of that had to do with, um, a lot of that had to do with, uh, you know, turning the ball over a lot. So I think the Dolphins for me, Brian, any, you, you, you have any, and I think he wins coach of the year for the Dolphins. I mean, he's a guy that gets players motivated. That was obvious. So I think he's going to have a breakout. I mean, He's going to establish himself as one of the best coaches in the NFL. I really, I, I, you know, I'm a Dolphin fan. I sat through it and, you know, I've had this, you know, I've talked about it on the show before when the Dolphins call me, um, you know, to ask about my tickets and what else they can do for me. And it's like, I haven't been to a game in, you know, forever, but it's like, they still ask me, you know, what can we do for you? And I always say a good head coach and a playoff team, you know, is always my answer. And uh, I think they, I think they finally maybe got it. I think they do have it with, with, I think this guy is, he could be the guy, you know, he's young enough that he could be there for a very, very long time. You know, he could be, you know, that type of guy, the Don Shula, you know, that this is, you know, this is what, this is the bar that's been set, you know, that's what the, that's what the bar has been set, but, um, any other uh, NFL preseason notes here? I mean, we didn't get to do preseason, but um, who's the uh, Brian? Who's your uh, who's your MVP of the NFL this season? I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott, Cowboys. Offensively, and how about defensively? Boy, uh, Jadavian Clowney, Titans. Solid. Chris, who's yours? I think offensively, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I think he has another solid year. And defensively, I'm going to go Aaron Donald. I think he just racks up the sacks again. How about you, Rod? Offense. Uh, Mahomes. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you're going to stop Kansas City from repeating. Um, Mahomes wins offensive MVP. Defense, I agree with Brian. Give me Clowney. Uh, he didn't play so good last year. I think he has a big year this year for Tennessee. In contract year for him, too. I'm going yeah. to go with Aaron Rodgers for the offensive MVP. I think there's no guy that's going to benefit from playing in stadiums with no fans like this guy. <laughs> there's no, this is the guy. It's like if you're looking for the quarterback that's going to have the most benefit of playing in stadiums without fans, Aaron Rodgers. I mean – Look at even opening day, right, in Minnesota, which is normally a, a hornet's nest, right? It's like he's going to go in there with no fans. He's going to carve them up, right? It's like Aaron Rodgers, I think, is good candidate for MVP. I also like Aaron Donald, I think, you know, as, as defensive. I think he's up there. I think there's, you know, there's probably a few other guys that um, can do it. Um, I think Boza, you know, was a big surprise for me. The Boza on, the Boza on um, San Francisco. Thought he was pretty special last season. I was highly critical of the choice because he had sat out the season at Ohio State. But, um, anyways, um, let's get to the parlays, Chris. All right, let's do uh, let's do Blue Jays money line, uh, Marlins money line, and the Chicago Cubs money line. How about you, uh, Rod? 
For me, I'm going to go uh, Indians on the run line, Cubs money line, and Jays money line. How about you, uh, Brian? I'm going to go Raptors money line, Islanders money line, and uh, Marlins money line. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays money line, the uh, back here, Blue Jays money line. I'll go with the uh, Marlins money line and the over in the Orioles Mets game. That'll be my parlay for today. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Tomorrow is NFL kickoff. Of course, we got my canes tomorrow, so I'll probably spend the entire show talking about them. So. Guys, uh, <laughs> these guys will, will talk. We'll let these guys talk about every other game on the board, and I'll talk about my C A N E S Canes um, all day long. So uh, I love my Canes, man. Love my Canes. The reason why I do sports, the reason why I follow sports, the reason why I talk about sports, the reason why I do this show, the reason why I know so much about sports is all because of Miami football. I fought my whole life, man. I grew up, my whole childhood was spent in the stands at the Orange Bowl. 120 degree heat watching the Canes. And this is when they were not good. So, anyways, have a great day, everyone. Uh, we got the 6 o'clock show, so be sure to tune in to that. My day is Thursday. I'll be on that show, but we'll have a bunch of premium handicappers. Any of you guys on the 6 o'clock show? Nope. Chris is on today. What, what, what game are you doing? I'm doing the Cubs and the, uh, the Reds. I'm going to do the total. Cubs and Reds game for Ruffalo on the 6 p.m. show, 100% free. Be sure to tune in. Tony T does a great job with that one. Dana Lane, Joe D'Amico hosting today. I'll be on tomorrow on that show. I'll have something special for uh, NFL or college football. Maybe I'll wear my Canes. Maybe I'll wear my Ray Lewis game-worn jersey (laughs) on the show. Anyways, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Of course, we'll try and act more professional tomorrow. All right.